Rock 1041. My name is Nick Reed. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line is 447-KSGF. We are on Facebook Live. That Facebook page, we've got the KSGF Facebook page. We've got the 1041 Nick Reed Facebook page. That one is sponsored by Springfield Raps, where you can watch the show. And also, did, did all of the videos from Friday get on both of those? Yes, Facebook they page? did. Okay, so... Uh, I know uh, yesterday I mentioned it a couple times, but again, uh, a big thank you to Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling and uh, Corwin, Ford, Springfield and Republic and all the other sponsors as we spent through the day or uh, Friday all day um, going to different local businesses to bring you different ideas for Christmas gifts. And we did the videos of those as well. So um, if you want to see... Um, where we, you know, what what we highlighted, where we stopped. Um, uh, among them was um, Wonders of Wildlife, Ming Auto Beauty Center, just for him, Aviary Cafe, Amici, a Quick Draw Gun in Monette. Uh, did I say Ming Auto Beauty Center? I, I say, think yeah, did. I think I, a high V. Uh, a lot of people don't realize you can get very, very nice, high end exclusive um, whiskeys and, and other alcohols at Hy-Vee. I've, the Hy-Vee on, on Battlefield, that's what I'm most familiar with. Uh, one of the things that I've always really liked about it is they refrigerate all of their beers. And, and I'm when I am have a beer, it's usually what would be considered more of a craft beer. or It's the sort of beer that's not generally refrigerated. When you go to a place and they're like, oh, here's the Coors Light. And, the, you know, you've got your refrigerator. The, the, the stuff that sells a greater volume is generally refrigerated. And then the other stuff is on the shelf. So that means you got to take it home and cool it. If you, at Hy-Vee, it's just all already cold. And I just love that about them. So I know I don't have to worry about... You know, waiting on it or throwing it in the freezer to try and expedite the the cooling. Uh, so, you know, th- these are just the reasons that we hit these places on Friday is so maybe if you weren't aware of some of these aspects of these different uh, locations that could give you ideas. And then, of course, Retro Metro, where we had our happy hour. And, and that was, as always, just a, a tremendous time. Uh, and we have, of course, been once again undergoing our Santa's Angels, asking for your help on that. We're going to chat with Trudy again this year about the importance and significance of that. She actually works directly with these kids, and so she is always able to do a much, much better job of relaying to you what this is all about and how meaningful it is. So we'll chat with her in just a moment. Uh, We are going to get a look at the weather right now, the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Shots fired Sunday evening outside Battlefield Mall, causing concern for some shoppers. Police say the shooting incident began when two teenagers tried to steal from shoppers in the parking lot. Once the victims drove away, the teen opened fire. Springfield police say no one was hurt and the suspects were arrested shortly after. The two suspects are being held at the Greene County Juvenile Detention Center. Springfield police are searching for a suspect after a man was shot at a gas station Monday morning. Officers were called out to Fast and Friendly, found a victim with a gunshot wound in the parking lot. The victim was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Anyone with any information about the incident can contact SPD. Branson schools announcing they'll have more officers keeping students safe. Four new school protection officers are now at work on top of the four resource officers Branson schools have on staff. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmitz. Sunny 48 for a high today, clear 26 tonight, sunny 52 tomorrow.
us talking for the past couple of weeks about Santa's angels. And one of the uh, differences is KVC. <laughs> Trudy's with us now. She has been with us on a number of occasions. And uh, we have been doing Santa's Angels long enough that the name of the facility, I suppose, or the organization, is that has changed. The purpose has stayed the same. But if you would, tell us about KVC. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, KVC started out in the Kansas City area. Much like the Springfield Children's Home, the Legacy Angel uh, Legacy Agency for uh, Great Circle, founded by a group of strong, independent, bossy women who wanted to have something here, wanted to have something local. And so KVC has much the same history that we do. Um, the name has changed, but we continue to provide, provide the same services, if not better services, because we have more resources. Okay. Santa's Angels, we've done longer than I've been mm-hmm. here, and it's evolved over time. One of the differences that it does require just a bit more work for everybody except me, because all I do is talk about it, but <laughs> Sarah does a lot of the legwork. And then our listeners, too, mm-hmm. as opposed to just um, random gifts that mm-hmm. uh, get dropped in a box somewhere, which serves an incredible purpose. We like to have that connection mm-hmm. of these kids knowing that somebody picked them specifically. Mm-hmm. They saw my name, saw my wish list, picked mm-hmm. me, went out for me. And and that's why we ask that while they don't certainly have to get all the items on the list, at least mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of them, and then from there, you know, do, do what they, they wish. And so this, of course, requires... The, the list, getting the list from all the kids. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah, she makes all of the ornaments. And, and so there's a lot of time that goes into it, but it's just so worth it to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and before we get into that further, uh, most of our listeners, they recognize, well, kids in need. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them, they don't have much concern beyond there. Uh, they just know, hey, there's a call for kids mm-hmm. in need here. But if you would, as best as possible, who are these kids? If that makes sense, it a does. Question. It makes perfect sense. Um, every kid has a set of unique problems. Mm-hmm. Every kid's different, uh, and what we try to do is, as I've always said, regardless of the name, every kid that comes into KVC has a chip on their shoulder, and those chips are well earned. Mm-hmm. But they cannot go through life carrying those chips, expecting to be successful. So we work with them to try to get past that trauma, get past that that chip, so to speak, and be happy. That's the main thing, be happy. And one way to do that is just to give them a normal Christmas. Just give them a normal day at the park. Give them something normal to look forward to because they haven't had that before. Uh, some of these kids have been homeless. Um, they have acute issues related to trauma. And we want, one of the things we want to do is make them happy, mm. feel safe. And Christmas does that for a lot of folks. I've got a million stories, as you know. <laughs> yes. Well, I like the stories. I do, too. Um, not because they're necessarily pleasant, but they, in our minds, we, mm-hmm. we know. And there may be listeners who have gone through these, these scenarios exactly. themselves. Exactly. Um, and, but... I, I don't know when you when you hear some of the individual stories, it mm-hmm. just makes it more real. Well, can I tell? Please, one? <laughs> if you would. This one is a few years ago, and we um, we had accepted a, a sibling group of five, 
and the oldest child was eight, into our emergency shelter. And they just happened to come on the night that we were having a Christmas party. And so these five little kids were all clinging to their eldest sibling, who typically is the parental figure. And uh, they didn't know what was going on. They were terrified. And I was standing out in the hallway with Santa Claus and a few volunteers. And the youngest little boy came around the corner, and he was crying. He bumped his head. And the staff was taking him to the nurse. And he walked around the corner, and he saw Santa Claus. And his eyes got as big as dinner plates. And he jerked away from his staff. He ran over to Santa, threw his arms around Santa's knees and said, Oh, Santa, you found me. You found me. I was so afraid you wouldn't mm. find me. And for that, and of course, we were all crying. Right. At that, for that one second, that little guy was happy and relieved and comfortable and safe. And we try to do that with every kid we have. I I can't imagine being in that atmosphere all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people like you, mm-hmm. who, uh, it's just, I, on one hand, I think we always do to some degree get accustomed mm-hmm. to things of that nature. It's our human ability mm-hmm. to cope. Mm-hmm. But, but still, I mean, it's just got to be emotionally exhausting. It can be, especially for our frontline staff. Um, a good example is we had a, uh, we have a young woman on our campus right now. Um, who was supposed to go into foster care, and that fell through. And she has been devastated. So we have to kind of shore her up and help her get through this disappointment, Take it, make it a learning opportunity, because life is full of disappointment. It's full of opportunity, too. And that's what we try to stress. Uh, we've had a, actually, we're going to take a break and then a couple questions okay. coming in on the text line. And one involves some of the older, which some people say, well, these aren't even kids. But I want to talk about that okay. aspect of it. And then there's a specific question regarding, um, because we, we're getting some messages in from people who have adopted some of yes. these individuals. Okay. And, and they had some questions that I thought, oh, that's a good question mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of. So we'll continue on with Trudy on that in just moments. I'm Nick Reed talking about Santa's Angels on Springfield's Talk 1041. <laughs> discussing Santa's Angels, something that we have done for, frankly, I don't know how many years now. I mentioned last week or the week before that Santa's Angels has been around longer than I have, and I mentioned that that will be, uh, I'll be here 14 years next April. I cannot tell you how many people in the two or three days after that said, have you really been here? I heard you saying it. Has it really been that long? Like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, and so uh, KVC is the name, is now the name of the mm-hmm. organization. Trudy talking with us about that. Um, one person wanted to know, what about year-round support for these pe- for these kids, these young people? We, we do solicit year-round mm. support every day. Actually, I'm the one who does that. Um, it costs a lot of money to provide these kids with the services that we do. Um, it's not all fun and games. That's not, I mean, there are situations, um, we, we utilize uh, a technique called trauma-informed care, mm-hmm. brain mapping. And we can actually assess these kids upon admission through a series of questions, pinpointing the actual trauma when it occurred. Okay. And because we can do this, we can help the kids move past that. There was one little guy uh, last year, one of our staff was 
going to take him to play basketball. And they always take the heart rate. That's an indicator for stress. And uh, Andrew took the heart rate, and it was some ungodly amount, like mm. 200 beats a minute. Oh, wow. And, nurse, and Andrew said, oh, hey, come on, buddy. It's just a basketball mm. game. You know, you'll probably beat me anyway. Mm. Calm the kid down, and the kid did beat him. <laughs> so it's just understanding mm. that. The kids that come to us are in a constant state of fight or flight. Mm. And we have to, if we can physically lower that heart rate... We can help them overcome their issues. And I, the first time I heard about it, I thought, oh, this is science fiction. Right. Brain mapping, right, right. what the heck is yeah. that? What new fangle? And I'm going to bring in these triangle things that fit on their heads. And No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's mainly just sitting down and talking with the kids, finding out what happened to them. Another example is, um, we, it's, and again, this has been a few years ago, but there was a tornado drill or mm. tornado warning or something. And this one little guy just absolutely was petrified, crawled under the sofa, would not come out. And another therapist sat down and talked with him. Turns out this kid had been in the Joplin tornado. Mm. Well, no wonder. Right. Sure. (laughs) So once we knew that, Mm. we could help him and say, hey, buddy, this is just a drill. Here, let me help you with this. You stand here by me and we'll get Mm. through this. Simple things like that, just being aware of what triggers that behavior. Well, and I would imagine them knowing that you know, mm-hmm. that that, uh, I don't know, hey, we try to put ourselves in other, I think, mm-hmm. to be compassionate and understanding. Mm-hmm. We try to put ourselves in others' shoes, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't. Of course. I, you know, you can't. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I think, well, that might be comforting mm-hmm. if you have a traumatic experience mm-hmm. and you realize, well, this person now knows what that is. But mm-hmm. I don't know whether, I, I suppose for some, like anything mm-hmm. else, it's different. We had a former resident mm-hmm. come back last year. And about Christmas time, and he was talking about Christmas and how much he always loved the Christmas mm-hmm. parties and stuff. And he and his wife actually did a toy drive. They lived mm-hmm. uh, in Marshfield, I believe, and they did a toy drive. And the fact that we helped this young man enough when he was there that he wanted yeah. to give back, that made me feel good. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, that that's incredible because we hear so often about the unpleasant cycles. Mm-hmm. And so to hear the pleasant ones right. is something that we probably should focus on more. Now, mm-hmm. the the individual who asked, what about uh, year-round support? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what sort of support if people, they hear this and they <clears> like, <throat> and maybe they have the ability to offer more mm-hmm. outside of Santa's Angels? Mm-hmm. What, what, what should they do? What sort of things? Reach out to me. Okay. Cash is king always, okay. as with everything. Um, we we can always use socks, underwear, um, blankets. Uh, extra size, twin size sheets, everything that you would use in a household, we can use. Um, what about clothing? Uh, we will accept new clothing. Okay. COVID brought on a whole new set oh, of regulations, okay. and we can't accept uh, used clothing anymore, mm, no matter okay. how how nice it is or wonderful how, yeah. it is. Um, and that's just a regulation that. Okay. Uh, now, you said people can contact you. People are listening. They're like, mm-hmm. well, that's Trudy. I know that. Is there <laughs> a, a website? Is there How how should they go about contacting well, you? KVC.org okay. is our website. You can call me directly. Okay. Uh, my cell number is 417-324-5790. You can call me 
Well, please don't call me after midnight. That's all I ask. <laughs> See, I have I have on my phone. It's set to where after a certain time, it does not. Other than I learned from my boss, he's like, you can you need to create exemptions on that because, <laughs> and so I did. There's a few names that will ring through, but other than that, see, that's what you need to do. And then I, I can tell people you can call anytime you want. Don't worry about it. because it, it, when I don't want to be bothered, it's not mm-hmm. going to bother me. Mm-hmm. We'll get that information also. People that are maybe driving weren't able to catch it. Sure. We'll we'll get it up on our site and Facebook and so forth. And then, of course, people can always text in. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the questions I want to ask, and it's relate, I'll I'll read the question and then you can expand on the fact that some of these are older kids that aren't even Mm -hmm. kids anymore. Right. And a lot of times we do, we talk Mm -hmm. about the kids and and the stories we tell generally Mm -hmm. are stories that create imagery of 12, Mm -hmm. 8, 5 years old. Sure. Um, But there are some older, and one of the messages that came in asking, are we allowed to put our contact info with the gift? We have one that is 22, and we Mm -hmm. have a daughter her age would Mm -hmm. like to give her opportunity for friends and mentors Mm -hmm. and so first the 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 age itself who are these quote kids Kids. when they get up to that age we accept kids birth through 22 um the the older kids are typically in our scattered site program which is for kids who uh have or about to age out of Mm -hmm. the foster care system but they're not quite ready. <laughs> sure. And so we have a series of duplexes and apartments mm-hmm. across from mm-hmm. campus uh, where they reside. They still have a case manager, um, but it's it's a feeling of more independence mm-hmm. than living right. with 11 other kids in a cottage. So that's for the kids working their way mm-hmm. out. We also have a homeless youth program, which has been incredibly successful. We work with Springfield Public Schools, who help us identify the kids. We uh, do outreach on the square. We seek these kids out. We give them, you know, baskets with uh, personal hygiene, granola bars, information about how to get help. Not every kid who is homeless wants to give that up. We have a lot of young women who are living with 30-year-old men Mm. who they think they're in love. They don't want to give that up because we have our rules too. Sure. you can't smoke, you can't be, mm. you can't live with anybody. You've got to fully commit to our program. Um, it's been very successful. Mm. I, I can't believe, I say, I talk about how successful successful it is. We had one young woman who uh, we had gotten her into an apartment and she'd never had air conditioning before. Mm. And she cranked it down to 60 and blew out the whole unit. <laughs> The uh, landlord wasn't quite as entertained, but we managed to <laughs> convince her that we'll take care of it. It's okay. And we're able to do this uh, through a series of federal grants and matching programs, which make a huge difference. Well, and and I, I think that also it's that the personal commitment. It's so easy mm-hmm. just to, oh, here's somebody that is technically old enough to live out on their mm-hmm. own. So just give them a check monthly mm-hmm. and let them be on their way. That's the easy way. That's the and, easy way. And it's also, as best I've been able to assess, the mm-hmm. least effective way. Uh, and in fact, you you can in, encourage bad habits mm-hmm. by doing it that way. And so to take the time and the effort and to work person to person, 
as you do with some of those older. I mean, it's the difference between which way, which direction they're going to go. And again, the cycle, mm-hmm. you know, if they have kids or if they're going to mm-hmm. have kids, exactly. which direction are those kids going to go? And the residuals of that can be pretty profound. We have the best, most dedicated staff in the entire world. They really care about these kids, not just here, statewide. Mm-hmm. They care about these kids. They want to see them be successful and improve and have a good life. And I love that. That's why I'm still here. We're talking with uh, Trudy about Santa's Angels. Can we have you for just uh, another short segment? Sure. Or do you have to, okay, yeah, so we're sure. going to uh, get a traffic update here, a quick break, look at weather, and then continue on uh, a few more questions. And if any of you all have any questions, you can um, text the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. And um, if you had Specific questions for Trudy, of course, we got her contact info. We'll give it again, and then we'll have it up on our social media so you can reach out to her if you want to um, ask more specific questions about helping or volunteering, or or maybe you know someone that you think needs, boy, help. needs help, needs help as well. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 48 today, clear 26 tonight. Tomorrow, sunny warmer. I have 52. Sarah Myers. Thank you. When a unexpected home repair pops up, uh, it can be frustrating, especially if you don't know who to call. And that's why I love to tell you about Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they make the roofing process just as simple and stress-free as possible. From roof inspections to roof repairs to whole new roofs, they do it all. Whenever I got my new roof, I was kind of that worst-case scenario. I had to get brand-new decking, new shingles new vents, all of that. And I needed it not only on my house, but my garage and my cellar as well. And let me tell you, they took care of me and they made sure that it was just stress-free. And I couldn't be happier with my brand new roof from the Pyramid Roofing Company. And right now is a good time to go ahead and give Josh and his team a call today. Have them come out, do that roof inspection, especially as we move into that colder weather. It'll give you a peace of mind as we move into winter and you can kind of just feel a little bit more at ease. Um, But if you do need all of that contact information for Josh and his team, you can find it under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. A question maybe, Sarah, that you could answer coming in. Uh, How many kids are served by Santa's Angels uh, from us, KSGF? So we typically aim for anywhere from 70 to 100. This year specifically, we have 77 kids on the Santa's Angels Christmas trees. Now, that being said, we've had four gifts returned. So we still have, what, 73, 74 kids out there that need to get Christmas, and we we really need your help out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is uh, around the time Sarah starts to panic. I, I, I actually said that this morning. I, I was like, you know, we've only got like four gifts back there, and I'm getting a little nervous. And you then, sound like you'd be a good fundraiser, Sarah. <laughs> And then I annoy her by being I'm like, oh, it's always this way every year. Don't worry. Our listeners will come through. So it's our balance that's necessary. They do a great or, job. But I I'm do able, just get nervous. I'm able to be casual uh, about it because she's not. <laughs> so when it asks, I think not related to Santa's Angels, but probably just out of curiosity, how are the kids' educational needs met? Um, Springfield Public Schools mm. actually uh, – manages our education program. We have, uh, we provide the facilities and uh, SPS provides the teachers, the teacher's aides. We have staff in the, uh, in the cottages with 
the kids and the teachers. We have a classroom in each cottage um, and then a big unit, uh, which we call Maurer Education Wing, which is on the north side of the campus. The older kids, uh, we've been very fortunate in that we uh, have been able to get them into OTC, help them graduate, help them get their GED. That's really the first step. And uh, we have one young man that graduated OTC, and uh, he's at MSU right now. Oh, that's so <laughs> Isn't that's that cool? Great. That is really, really great. Uh, aside from the, the gifts, obviously, mm-hmm. that are on the different um, paper ornaments for the kids, uh, there are some years that you all need wrapping paper mm-hmm. and tape and mm-hmm. whatever else. Some year, I remember one year, like, no, oh, we have tons. We don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you need? <laughs> Right. If anything, yeah, uh, along those lines. We're good on paper. Okay. <laughs> and we should note that, in, in, if you've not done it before, if you have, you know this, but you don't wrap them. We don't talking wrap them. The yeah, that you it, all do that. That way you can, you know, you need to see what the items are. Sure. Because sometimes the most innocuous things mm-hmm. aren't allowed, like a Nerf gun. The sure. kids can't mm-hmm. have Nerf guns, mm-hmm. so we have to pull that out. Got it. <laughs> items mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Anything can become a weapon sometimes, so we have to be careful what what they can and can't have. But those lists that we gave mm-hmm. you should be uh, should have already excluded all of that okay. stuff. And then, but you don't need paper. Do you need tape? Do you need anything along the way? Tape would be good, probably. Okay. We've still got a lot of paper left over from okay. last year. Yeah, last year we put out the call, and a lot <laughs> of listeners <laughs> were not messing around. <laughs> we had probably like seventy rolls. Oh, I know of wrapping you did. paper. I know you no did. No exaggeration. I, I was talking to Carrie earlier this week, and I said, "Okay, do we need paper? No. No. All right. So, so <laughs> well, we're, what about we're... gift bags? Okay. Gift oh, bags are great. Gift okay. bags are always a tissue good. paper. Maybe? And tissue paper would be okay. Good. All right. Perfect. Good thought. Good thoughts, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That's how I do my wrapping. <laughs> All right, so we've got yeah, we've got um, four locations for our trees, and each one of these is actually a location from last year. So if you adopted one or more kids last year, you can just go back to the location mm-hmm. from uh, last year. Anchor Tactical Supply in South Campbell, the A1 Custom Car Care location on West Sunset. That's over there around the Classic Rock Coffee area. Crown Power and Equipment, which is on East Chestnut Expressway, just about to Glenstone. And Green County Freight and Food Sales on Carney. I know many of you know where that is. And just a huge thank you to all of them for participating. In it. Anything else either of you I'm missing? Need to... We do have a deadline for these. I don't know if you've mentioned this, but I'll mention it again. Please. So all gifts, they must be returned to the station by Wednesday, December 13th. And that is at the latest. So please make sure if you do have a kiddo off of that Christmas tree, make sure to get it to the station. Mm-hmm. We're located off of 2330 West Grand Street. We have all of this information up at ksgf.com. We have a little slider that rotates throughout our website and typically Santa's Angels is the first thing that pops up. We also have a list of just different frequently asked questions that we get, you know, do we wrap the presents? Once again, when is that deadline? Is there anything else that we need to know? All of that plus the tree locations is going to be housed in that little story. So that is at ksgf.com and you'll find it by clicking Santa's Angels. Nick, do I have time to address yeah, the question absolutely. about interaction with our kids? Yes, please. Um, we do have individuals who volunteer with the kids. Uh, we have a great group, Rotaract Club of Springfield, who does a lot of stuff with the kids, and the kids love them because they're closer to their age. Um, but everybody who has contact or potential contact with one of our, of our kids has to go through a Missouri background check. 
it it takes a little while, but it's worth it if you want to do that. Are there anything, I'll just ask this, because any, anything that in the background that a person might think, well, that wouldn't disqualify me, but oddly it does. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I mean, I'm sure there are some obvious things sure. that people are like, well, I clearly would not qualify for this, <laughs> but um, not in our listener audience, but, um, <laughs> but so there are probably some obvious ones, but you, you never know sometimes, well, just even it's, we're talking about donating clothes. Well, mm -hmm. because of the COVID regulation, mm -hmm. you can't donate used clothes. And so I just didn't know if there was anything that a person, you know, like, oh, well, you have to have a driver's license or anything along those lines. Well, you do have to have a driver's okay. license to work there, but not to donate. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, Trudy, it's always a pleasure. It I really was fun. Uh, Thank appreciate you all so you. much and, and all your vendors for doing what you do. You really help us make Christmas better well, for our kids, be they birth or 22. Well, I am <laughs> grateful that we are able to. And we do. We always talk about Christmas. But given the question that someone sent in about year-round help, if if there is outside of Christmas, mm -hmm. I mean, you know how to get all this, Sarah. I do. Get a hold of me, too. But <laughs> she's the one who makes things happen. She's the one who does she, the <laughs> Yes, she's the one who makes it all happen. So if there's something that comes up in the spring or the fall or summer okay. that in which we can somehow potentially help out. Let us okay. know. Okay. Thank you. You bet, Trudy. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Here's an interesting story. Alzheimer's blood tests could hit the market in early 2024, researchers say. The test detected the common dementia with 100% accuracy in clinical trials, key to improving outcomes. And one of the reasons this caught my attention is, one, I, not really familiar with this process, I have not had anyone close enough to me go through this to where I was part of that process, but... Yeah, I had always thought that there was no, quote, test. Well, maybe that's why this is groundbreaking, is, is it is some test that is supposed to identify. According to the story, new research from Resonant, a Utah biotech company that develops diagnostic tests for neurodegenerative diseases, suggests that a blood test may be possible to detect Alzheimer's. Uh, years before the symptoms even appear, researchers say the new test achieved 100% accuracy in identifying patients with Alzheimer's disease and individuals with mild cognitive impairment who went on to develop Alzheimer's disease within five years. In the study, a total of 50 blood plasma samples were tested. These include 25 older control individuals, 13 patients who had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, six patients with mild cognitive impairment who later developed Alzheimer's, and six MCI patients who did not develop Alzheimer's. The findings were published um, in Frontiers in Neurology on October 31st. And, yeah, it says it achieved a 100% accuracy, which is uh, pretty remarkable. It is one of those things that I imagine I could see some people not knowing if they want to know. Yeah, I'm kind of in that I, mindset. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to know. Because I, I suppose it depends on your mindset. Some people would probably want to know because they think I'm going to live my life to the fullest. And so that gives yeah, me an opportunity. That's a good point. But then there are others, and I think I would fall into this category. I would dwell on it. And so the the yeah. last remaining years until it became impactful, I would spend the entire time thinking about it and, and counting it down. I, I 
oftentimes think of the episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza and he decides to be a mentor. He and Jer- I forget why all this came about, but decided to be mentors for senior citizens. And George's, um, or not mentors, but I, I forgot what they were. They're basically buddies, if you will. These are senior citizens that live at home. And so it was a program that was supposed to get them out. And uh, the, the elderly people and George has his guy who's like 90 or something. I forget his age. And uh, at, at the coffee shop. And there's this whole conversation where George is obsessed with this idea that this guy is that close to death and he's not obsessing over it all the time. And he's just, it's incomprehensible to him. And George is talking about how, how do you not worry about this every single day? I mean, I, I every day I'm worried about dying and I'm half your age. And I, I wonder if I wouldn't fall into that category. Joe Biden, um, maybe Joe Biden should do what it was that he did with the COVID jab in order to demonstrate the advancements of the vaccines and how it is something that we should all do. Remember, he, he in front of television cameras, he took the jab uh, in order to lead the American people uh, by his example. Perhaps he could also take one of these tests on national television. Wouldn't that be a riot? See how Ooh. that turns out. I wonder what they would you do think, whenever it pops up 100%. It's just like... It, it breaks. Yeah, it breaks. It starts smoking and jostling about. because I don't know what the test looks like, I guess. As I'm imagining, it's a blood test. But, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, really? If this is something that has a 100% accuracy rate, And we have people that are seriously talking about giving some sort of cognitive test to people that run for office, that are in Congress, um, that are running for the presidency. Is this something that should be, if if not a requirement, but we expect people running for president, their doctors come out once a year and they say, oh, I gave him this physical test and they turn out fine. All that being said, I wouldn't expect them to tell the truth. I mean, if this test were given to Biden and it shows he's off the charts, something, you know, he's got, he's full blown dementia. Do we honestly think they'd come out and be like, you know what? We were wrong. You were right. We just thought that, you know, uh, he was just, uh, Unique in his personality, but uh, yeah, he's got something seriously wrong. I don't suspect they'd tell the truth anyhow. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. There's a new report. Alzheimer's blood test could hit the market in early 2024. Researchers say the test detected the common. Uh, dementia with 100% accuracy in clinical trials. Dr. John Lilly joins us. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm a li- I'm good. I'm a little skeptical because it only had 50 patients in it. That's what it If yeah. you go to the If you go to the FDA to get FDA approval for a drug, you got to get like 10,000 patients in your study. And it was published in some knockoff journal. It wasn't published in New England Journal of Medicine or uh, whatever journal the Neurology Academy has. It was some little, you know, rinky-dink journal. 
So I'm well, really skeptical it, about this thing. And, and this story does know, while the majority, uh, let's see, due to limitations of the data set, the researchers were not able to obtain more information about the patients to determine whether the minority remained completely cognitively stable or eventually developed Alzheimer's. So uh, this story, it goes into a little further depth, and it, it does note that there are limitations there. But, yeah, in the, this, for people that missed the earlier part, this, um, uh, let's see, Rosanot, a Utah biotech company, they said that they did a 50 blood plasma samples were tested 25 from older controlled individuals, 13 from so forth, so forth, so forth. And yeah, that is uh, definitely limited. Now, let me ask you, when the number is smaller, but they show a 100% detection rate or a success rate, does that um, sort of add to the credibility, even though the number is smaller? No, I think that detracts from the credibility in in probability statistics you have to have the minimum sample size is 30 to be uh any to have any type of statistical significance so they're barely over 30 um so no i think that the hundred percent is you know i you know what is it if they had 500 or or a thousand it's not going to be 100%, uh, I guarantee you. Interesting. Um, I still would like to see so Biden I, take it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, again, <laughs> how do you do – I'd be interested to see what the – how they tested it from the blood. Mm. Uh, as, as far as I know, the only way you can really uh, know if they have Alzheimer's for certain – is to do a biopsy, and nobody's going to do a brain biopsy when you're still alive. They do that on cadavers, but... Right. Well, we'll see. That's I I, I still don't know if I'd want to know. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. And would would that affect uh, your ability to get life insurance Uh, in the future? Sure. Yeah, or to get a driver's license. You, you think actually, or you, you get driver's yeah, license you think about, to get any kind of insurance. Well, sure. You think about the implications of that. We had there was so much conversation about should you have to show your COVID vaccine card for this or that. If we're talking about uh, the implications of dementia or Alzheimer's, um, you know, to drive a driver's license or to be a this or a that or all the different um, um, you know industries that involve. I, I think you're usage of your brain which would be pretty much everything to some degree but uh interesting all right well you know what after listening to you and thinking about this out loud i'm putting this in the category of i hope it's not true that way i just don't have to worry about it i don't want to have to worry about it dr lily it's always a pleasure all right all right take Take care care. (laughs) bye Uh, Newly disclosed bank records released yesterday as part of the House Republicans' ongoing impeachment inquiry into Biden indicate Hunter arranged direct monthly payments to his dad. Uh, And this was an account that said the communist Chinese money went into it and then the money goes out to it or out to Biden from it. uh, Joe Biden was loaning a lot of people money, evidently, because every time these direct connections or these direct payments are revealed, we're told it's just paying money back. Oh, his brother's just paying him back. Oh, Hunter's just paying him back. This was a car payment or something like that. I, you know, the the amount of things that uh, that Joe Biden is loaning money for is pretty remarkable. 
aside from all of that, still, there is no explanation as to why these different countries are giving the Biden family members money in the first place. Still not one job description has been given other than when Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. And that's the one that everyone knew about. That wasn't the secret money transfers to these LLCs and to family members. Not a single time. We, oh, they're making friendship bracelets or starting a dating site or no explanation whatsoever. I suppose that's just nitpicking, isn't it? Glenn Beck's coming up next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.